0: Relic my-
1: up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, A.K.A. the Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the Boochcast the one, the only, the broke soulless Ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? Dude, that's yes, it's me, the broke soul, Ginger Zach Scott. Speaking, I'm not that broke Vinny. Uh
1: here we go. Yeah. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> that's oh, do I,
1: <laughs>
2: no, I sound really. do I
1: sound cheerful?
2: No, <laughs> you sound like a smart ass. That's my job. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well that's because uh smart ass Vinny is more tolerable than angry Vinny.
2: But why would I still was smart ass Vinny? I wonder why Vinny's Yeah, smart-ass food. I
1: wonder fault that is. Well, the good news is it has nothing to do with Zach because Zach actually fucking showed up today. That's all I'm going to say about that, but yeah. Zach's not the annoying one. How did... Vinny, how did Zach... Not become the annoying Thank one. You. Easy. He showed up. At this point, that scores your cool points right now. So, okay. anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have here AEW Dynamite from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we kick things off with a special shocker here. Uh, mm-hmm. Renee Packett. Or Paquette, however the fuck her last name goes. Uh, I think it was Renee Young in WWE. So we'll just say Renee. Uh, Renee, who we know as the wife of uh, John Moxley, is now all elite, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, just,
2: uh, yeah, I do think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow, another married couple in a wrestling company. You've never heard of that before.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's really cool. She welcomes us to Toronto and introduces Canada's own Christian Cage. Christian yeah. comes out to a smattering of boos and applause. Renee asks how it feels to be back in Toronto. Christian says it's great, and as the face of Toronto and Canada, I am going to guarantee a victory tonight. It's 100%. It's like the Leafs losing in the first round. Without any yeah. further ado, my right hand of destruction, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus music here. Hits as he comes out to a negative reaction. I thought this
2: is actually pretty good. I wasn't surprised to see Christian Case come out. Yeah, but this the in Canada. It's like, no, there's more Canada person that's better than me and things giddy lead, at least in your rush. Anyways, it was okay. I was like, yeah, all right. And we always really know what the opening match is going to be, you know, be. And this right here was like typical heel Christian bullshit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, then of course uh, Jungle Boy's music hits, the crowd goes crazy, they all join arms swinging as Jungle Boy gets a hero's welcome in Canada, and Krishna has joined commentary and gets spooked when JB walks by, and we get our first official match of the evening, Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry.
2: For a second there, I thought Mr. Jack Perry was actually doing a win, but right back in my head, he, yeah, fucking right there, Zach. But this physical bout, it was basically what I like to call in business now, a day to go for a life smash. It actually somewhat made sense. This was actually really, really, really good. Jack Perry, which, uh, Jungle Boy put up a good fight for Yard about it. that no, the big, evil dinosaur Godzilla-looking motherfucker is going to win. But lo and behold, this was actually an okay opening bout. I thought it was actually okay. Oh, Okay, but the right person won. this is just a one, two, three. Good fight, though, from Jungle Boy, though, I thought.
1: I thought this match was stellar. It was a great way to open the show. And it I want to say this. Mm. I love the fact that the ring announcer and the commentators and pretty much all of AEW at this point are referring to him as Jungle Boy Jack Perry and not just... Jungle
2: Boy. Jungle Boy.
1: That shows you there's an evolution to the character. That's a clear indication that they want that Jungle that they want to make Jungle Boy a future star in AEW. And you first do that by showing that you're going to treat Jungle Boy like a fucking man. And damn if that ain't what happened in this match. Jungle Boy was fucking aggressive. Jungle Boy was dangerous, and even though Jungle Boy did do his fair share of spot stuff, Because he was going up against Luchasaurus, who is bigger and taller and stronger than him, it made sense to use those moves. And here's the best part. Every move they did looked believable. Mm -hmm. There was nothing stupid being done here. And Luchasaurus sold the appropriate amount For each move that was thrown at him. He didn't oversell, he didn't do something stupid. He sold where necessary. And in the end, Christian provided distraction. Luchasaurus got the choke slam, the burning hammer, one, two, three. Luchasaurus wins the match, as well he should. But and he won it the right way with a distraction from Christian. Now, since Jungle since Luchasaurus has gotten a pinfall victory over Jungle Boy, what I want to know is, how much longer is Christian going to be in that sling? How much longer are we going to have to wait for his arm to heal up? Is he going to be ready for full gear? Are we going to see that fight at full gear? Or are they going to make Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus go again, only this time with a stipulation? Like, maybe Christian's banned from ringside, or they're locked in a cage, or whatever. Because... You just had them fight on dynamite, so there's nothing to build for a pay-per-view unless you add a stipulation or Christian's finally medically cleared. That's what I want to know, because I don't know where you, I don't know, how, I don't know how much longer you can drag this out. I don't know what else you can do at this point. It mm-hmm. get a match, yes. I agree with you. And then I'm we cut continue. to the back with Renee and the firm, and quickly, Matt Hardy and Private Party interrupt, As it's been made aware the firm bought out Private Party's contracts. Ethan challenges Isaiah on Rampage, and challenges Matt with his contract on the line. Basically, Matt Hardy wanted them free, period, so Ethan tells Isaiah, if you beat me, we'll let you out of your contracts. If... But if we win, we get Matt Hardy's contract, and he becomes part of the firm.
2: All right, we'll see what happens. Go well, Matt Hardy. Where are you going against oh, Isaiah Cassidy? Okay. All then. Don't know why this is happening. Do I care somewhat? Okay, moving on. Yeah. I'm done, done. Bye, bye.
1: It would have been better if Matt Hardy had the fight than
2: Isaiah. Yeah, exactly. I was like Isaiah Cassidy. I was like, oh boy, Matt Hardy. I'm sure
1: going to the firm. Luckily, it's on Rampage, so we ain't got to sit through it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so we come back from the break. We see QT Marshall in the ring with the Nightmare Factory talking about War Joe, and they get interrupted immediately. And we have our next match of the evening, uh, some tag team action. We got QT Marshall and Nick Camarado versus War Joe, which for those of you who don't know is the team of Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Joe's
2: got kids it's gonna kill you. This was boring. This was basically kind of a squash because or Orlo, and Samoja dominated the whole match. It didn't last that long. Did you know? Did that last that long to you?
1: I mean, it did a little bit, but it wasn't a squash, but it was definitely a dominant fight.
2: Yeah, it was a dominant fight. Yeah. And they got some of in, but not a lot at all.
1: And. And aside from Wardlow doing the Swanton, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. That I, yeah. I didn't like the Swanton from Wardlow. That I didn't like. Again, should not be doing that stupid shit. But <sighs> I enjoyed everything else in the match. I could have just did without that Swanton. And Warjo wins. After the bell, Wardlow plays the powerbomb symphony using QT as the instrument. And the crowd is eating it up. Just then, Prince Nana comes out with the embassy. Brian Cage says no one wants to see you guys tap out QT and you screwed us last week. He asks if FTR even here and out comes FTR to a huge pop. The crowd is chanting FTR as they're all smiles heading into the ring. And the crowd is going absolutely nuts. Dax says he has the best partner for Rampage. And it starts at 10, 10, 10. It's the pinnacle. And out comes Sean Spears to a huge ovation. They mention he's from St. Catherine's. And Spears throws Solo in the ring. And he gets laid out with a big rig as the faces celebrate in the ring.
2: Okay, Sean Spears. All right, Trevor. You're
1: there. All right, maybe we can make this a little more interesting.
2: Everything else. But all right, we'll see what happens.
1: I mean, Sean Spears has been off TV for a long time. I don't think anyone really missed him. I did it. And they're now calling him the perfect ten instead of the chairman. I guess cause they've officially turned Sean Spears baby face. So they're giving him the, the perfect ten like when he was back like back when he was Ty Dillinger and uh NXT and WWE. Um but so now we got this this stupid fight happening on Rampage. We have the best tag team in all of wrestling and we're putting him on the shitty Rampage show in a six man.
2: Yep. This is good job, Bucky.
1: This is this is how we wanna book the best tag team. This is how I guess do they it. do this is this is Yep. This is this is gonna draw money. Is that, what we're, is that what we're supposed to be convinced of? This 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 is the money draw. This is what we wanna do with the best tag team in the world? I
2: guess so, man. I don't know.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> stellar. <laughs> I know, uh, right? This that's is bu- that's drag. booking gold. That's that's what I would do. I got the best tag team in all of wrestling, top guys, and what am I going to do? I'm going to put them on the shitty mm-hmm. 10 o'clock show that only Marks fucking watch. There's oh no reason to watch that. This is
2: scenes. She's seen the Yankee hit a whole run.
1: The <laughs> What now? Nothing. <laughs> That's what I thought. And in the back, Tony is with Jericho in 2.0. Parker lays into Danielson and says he made it personal how he broke the family up. Daddy Magic turns his attention to Garcia and he promises they will do more than hurt him. Jericho says he was forced to hurt his little brother thanks to Brian. Sports entertainers win every time. But tonight, I am the Lionheart and I will outfight, out wrestle, and leave still the Ring of Jericho champion. All hail. The Ocho.
2: Typical, wonderful Chris Jericho stuff. I don't think he needs his little cronies with him. Basically saying, I'm going to beat you again. That's basically what he was saying with the Ocho thing. The guy of many things.
1: I mean, yeah, well, he's yeah. He's basically trying to, you know, he has to have the posse with him because he's a heel and he has to have his faction. But he ultimately was saying, you know, the Ocho obviously refers to the fact that he's a, those of you who, who don't remember, he's an overall eight-time world champion. He's currently the Ring of Honor champion. He was the first ever AEW champion, and he won six world titles in WWE. That's where the eight comes from. Now, that's the difference between WWE and AEW. Is AEW will acknowledge the other titles to build credibility to a wrestler. Um, If Jericho went back to WWE, he would just be a six-time champion. They're not going to acknowledge the other two. Unless they purchase Ring of Honor or purchase AEW. Then they'll recognize those belts. But either way, great promo by Jericho. Looking forward to the match. And then we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Swerve Strickland versus... Daddy ass, Billy Gunn.
2: It, it opened up fucking great. Badass Billy got got moves in. Of course, he you knows Sorcerer. He's going to get a move in because he's a good competitor and a good worker. But it was back and forth between them both because, come on now, Billy Gunn's strong, but Schwarzenegger's a lot younger and a lot faster. That was the problem. He didn't really do the spot monkey bullshit really that much. He stayed off the top rope. But everything was going fine in Danny He had to be a cheap little shithead and uh, use, uh, use the bottom rope to win. I was like, really? I was like, you couldn't win clean. Anyways, that's okay. But I thought the match was actually okay. I didn't I didn't have much more than winning. I won badass Billy really Gunn. Go ahead.
1: I did too. I love this match because once again it shows how great Billy Gunn is and how he can still go in the ring and he still looks like a fucking stud.
2: <laughs> he does look like a fucking stud.
1: Dude and this is the thing though that bugs me about AEW is what you have a guy like Billy Gunn. Sting's another example. Uh-huh. That can that even at their age can still go. They can still work. They can still wrestle. And they can keep up with all these young bloods. And yet, none of them, neither one of them is going for the world title. Why would you not want a Hall of Famer who can still go to be a champion? I can understand if it was a legend who was dragging ass in the ring couldn't do very well, and you had to relegate them to tag teams or six-man and had them take the hot tag and do a couple spots because they're not really conditioned anymore. But with Billy Gunn, he can still go. That's a guy who deserves to be a world champion. Hell, he's, a, future, he's a bigger star than most needs of the
2: guys. What? In, these, in the future, it needs to be steamed against uh, Billy Gunn.
1: I would, that would be a great match. And I just think I would love to see Billy Gunn with the world title. I think he deserves a run. I think it would bring, he does. It would bring credibility. It would, it would bring more star power to the belt. It would give Billy Gunn the world title reign that he deserves. And when it comes time for him to drop the belt, whoever beats him for the belt, that'll up their resume. You'll be able to add a Hall of Famer to your list of people you beat. True. And of course, um, you know, Swerve misses a kick. Billy tries for the one and only, but Swerve rolls through and grabs the ropes one, two, three. So he cheated to win. That doesn't bury Billy Gunn, and then after the match, uh, the Acclaim come down for the Scissor thing, but are interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling. They have a document oh stating Sterling now owns the phrase Scissor Me in pro wrestling, and that means the Acclaim can't do any more of their stuff, and the merch money goes to him. They go to Scissor, but he stops them. He says if they do it, they forfeit the tag titles because they'll be you know tied up in so much legal litigation, they won't be able to defend the belts. He says he is willing to work with them and then says, scissor me daddy-niece to a chorus of accor- booze. Horrible. Why? That's a million-dollar, billion-dollar fucking question, dude. Why? I, I, I have a very important question that I need answered. You think I can give you an answer? Go ahead. Who did Mark blow to get this fucking job? Seriously. Who looks at Mark Sterling and think this guy is entertaining in any way? He's not. He has no charisma. He's fucking boring. He his 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 promos are shit. Nothing about this man is entertaining. It is all cringeworthy. He is cringy as fuck, and yet continues to have screen time, mic time, and now owns the Scissor me. All that really does is stop the acclaim from doing it, which. It's fine for me because I don't even like the scissor thing. I just acknowledge that it's over. It's Unless I over. hate it, it's fucking over. But and I don't know what he means by work with them. Like he's gonna, he wants to manage the acclaimed or have a match with them to get the name back or whatever the fuck. Like I don't see this storyline going anywhere. And why does Mark Sterling want a feud with the acclaimed? To my knowledge, he doesn't have a tag team that he's managing. Unless Tony Nese is going to go find a partner. And why is the acclaimed, your, your top tag team, feuding with undercard jackasses? Seriously, Mark Stone and Tony Nese need to go to dark and elevation and never come out. Every time they are on TV, it is, a, it is a waste of time. They are taking time away from somebody who can actually use the time and is actually going to be a future in this business and actually has talent. This is fucking embarrassing.
2: As soon as I saw that, I thought about you. I thought, not happy about that. And I said that quite a bit today. Yeah. yeah. Biddy's not going to like this. Billy's not going to like this. Biddy's not going like to like this. Oh, one more time there, ladies and gentlemen. Biddy's not going to like this.
1: So next, we cut to the commentaries running down the MJF Utah confrontation last week as Marvez is backstage with MJF. MJF is interrupted by Stokely, who calls out the interrupting trope. He says, I'm going to put you on time out. If you get my business again, I will fire you. Take your ass out of my shot. Thank you. Basically, Daddy had to punish. He then says, Regal is as villainous as Mary Poppins. And he isn't afraid to tell you a violent story. He says, last week, he doesn't know if he was shaking, if he was going to shake Yuda's hand. I know everyone hates me, but guess what? They don't have a clue knowing what it's like to always have to be the bad guy. I broke my hand, punching my own reflection. You don't like me? Tough shit. I don't like me either, but that's what it takes to be a champion.
2: Yeah, I loved it. He actually meant that from the bottom of his heart. And all right, all right. I bet you like the part was like he said once again, like someone said like, uh, last week on NXC. He's like, I really wish you would stop interrupting me. Hmm, Benny, I bet you could understand that of everybody in this group of ours, can't you?
1: Oh, yeah. Very relatable. I feel, oh, dude, Maxwell I Jacob Friedman, I feel your pain and you know it. <laughs> But yeah, but, <laughs> oh, he, he, that was a great, it was like one, two, three, Oh, he gets it. But yeah, so that was, it, I thought it was a great promo, MJF, um, you know, speaking from the heart, not having to be as angry, and it's interesting because, like I said, him and, him and, uh, Wheeler Useless have history together. So the fact that they have history is why MJF is having this conflicted issue because that, that is like one of his all-time great rivals and when you have something like that it changes you a little bit like like you said he doesn't know he didn't know if he was going to shake his hand or not and at the, at the end of the day we'll never know but we know that MJF is good at emotion that is his best skill like he said he can make you feel and doesn't have to do a bunch of stupid bullshit to get you there that's why he's such a talent Because he invokes emotion. And that is what you're supposed to do. That's what a promo is meant to do. Get you to feel some kind of way. Whether it's supposed to make you laugh, make you angry, make you cry. If you can tug at people's emotions and get them emotionally invested, that's where the money is. You want an emotional investment in something it's different than having a financial investment or an obligation because emotion is organic it's an organic feeling and speaking of that i'm sorry what
2: yeah i thought this promo was great typical wonderful uh maxwell stuff yeah
1: but go ahead speaking of that we get back from the commercial break we cut to tony in the ring tony Shavani of course and he runs down next week's dynamite and he introduces moxley John Moxley comes through the crowd to a massive pop. The crowd is as vocal as ever. He makes his way to the ring. Tony asks him about next week and facing Adam Page. Moxley is pumped to be in Toronto. He says for three years, he has been a champion. Everyone wants what he has, but they haven't walked in his shoes. You have a target. People want everything from you, whether it's success or failure. Some faster than others. He says, I don't have the luxury of doubt or hesitation. It's a dirty job and you got to be ruthless and indiscriminate. He calls out Adam Page next and the hangman's music hits. Page makes his way down to a nice ovation in some star-spangled jeans with very classy tassels attached. Thank God he's not wearing pink or a bunch of fruity flowers. Page offers his hand to Moxley without saying anything and Moxley gives him the mic. He goes, whatever you have to say, say it to my face. No, you said it all last week. You said you respected me, and I'll be lying if I didn't tell you that coming from you, it meant the world to me. I have watched you these past three years, and I respect you in and out of the ring. Hell of a father, wrestler, husband. I see the man I want to be when I see you. They show MJF and Paige says he can watch whatever he wants. He gets upset that Moxley calls him called him a nice kid and asks if he's a kid. Mox says that's exactly what he thinks. Same kid who knocked me knocked me off the ladder. If you have the chance to take me out, you don't have the guts to pull the trigger. Page talks about going for things with his best friends, some who disappeared and some who haven't. He's pissed, he can't sleep, Medicine isn't working, but I'm but he says, I am still here because I am a man. He talks about the ups and downs of his life and starts punching himself. Holy smokes! He is fired up. He says, I know what I have to do, I don't care who is there. I will beat you within an inch of your life and take back the thing I should have never let slip away. I have nothing now except a shot and my word. Tuesday is my shot, and tonight is my word. I will be the next AEW champion. The crowd is chanting MJF, and he looks like, oh my, Paige says he wanted to face a man-to-man and walks off. Moxley just smiles and stares as Paige walks up the ramp.
2: Wonderful from both of those gentlemen. What do you think? Beautiful. Wonderful. Beautiful. It was absolutely great. I was like, Moxley spoke from her heart. Hangman did a better job somewhat. I promise I give you my word. I'm going to beat you for that title. I was like, uh, careful what that did. I'm looking forward to see what happens next Tuesday. I don't know why we can't see this on the paper, view but... That's just
1: me. Well, I don't know either. I, I guess they got something planned for a pay per view. I don't know what it is, but um all I know is this. And I think the reason mm-hmm. they're putting I think the reason they're putting this on Tuesday is because it's the same day as NXT and AEW doesn't want to get cocky, they're putting something on there to force people to choose. But what they don't know is I have dual monitors in my studio. Mm-hmm. So we, we're so we gonna have when when you come over here, we're gonna have NXT on one and we're gonna have AEW on the other. We're watching both them motherfuckers.
2: But we're gonna re- keep, we'll recap both those motherfuckers in the same night.
1: Yeah. Ugh. What's gonna be awkward is that if both of them are doing promos at the same time, like we're gonna have to like hear both of them at, at, at both of them simultaneously. Otherwise, we can turn the vo- we can we can mute one and listen to the other. Right. there's two promos segments happening at the same time, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough call. But we'll do it. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's see. But I, I love this. <clears throat> this was again emotion. I got emotional emotion. listening to Adam Page. And that's the thing I love about Adam Page is that when when it's when it's go time, when it's time for the big fight, he still has a way of tapping into emotion. Adam Page somehow learned how to get emotion from the crowd. He got people to hang on to his every word and feel his every everything he had, all the anger, all the frustration. He made himself relatable, you know. I'm pissed. I can't sleep. I'm on medicine. All this other stuff that depressed people do. He said, but I'm a man. That's why I'm still here. And he's getting fired up. Like, it was beautiful. I mean, Moxley did cut a good promo, and I loved it. But Adam Page stole the show because you can tell Adam Page wants a win. And now, whether or not he's going to win remains to be seen. I don't, I personally don't think Moxley's losing that belt anytime soon. But. The fact that Adam Page made you believe that he will is enough to make you want to watch.
2: Very, very true, sir.
1: Now, next, we see a video package running down the lineage of Jericho as Ring of Honor champion, interspersed with footage of Danielson in Ring of Honor and AEW. It's been five years since Jericho wrestled in Canada, and he will ruin the legend of Brian Danielson.
2: Another good promo from Kurt Jericho. He's just like, I want to beat you once again, like he said in the previous promo. So, with that being said, sir... Shall we move on?
1: Yes. The next match of the evening for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. The Ocho Chris Jericho defends the title against the American Dragon Brian Danielson.
2: This should this should have been the main event. But this right here uh, was fantastic. Chris Jericho came out as Lionheart with Matt Bernard and Angelo Parker versus John and those two gentlemen like that beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Chris Jericho being the, the rough and tumble guy, and uh, Daniel Bryan being the the, uh, the brilliant technician wrestler that he is. But both those gentlemen like beat the shit out of each other. But you ever know something about Daniel Bryan? What's that? Every time he takes chaps to his ch- taps to his chest, he hit his chest turns right in my fucking hair. Yeah. Every fucking time, him specifically. I guess he's fair skinned like me. But this right here, David was fucking brilliant. I mean, kicks to the head, drop kicks, everybody stayed off the top rope, there weren't that many pinfalls, and for once, I don't really saw, I didn't see really a, uh, yeah, and uh, then, now uh, something, something crazy fucking happens at the end of this for
1: some strange yes yeah, reason.
2: Vinny, would you like to take this? yeah.
1: First of all, did you happen to catch the attitude adjustment from Jericho? Yes. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, I would be proud. Yes. Um and of course, um I also love the fact that they're they're doing that, that Jericho, you know, is, does the code of honor, but Brian kicks the hand away cuz he knows Jericho is going to fuck him over. And eventually, they're exchanging blows, they're fighting on their knees, they get to their feet, they're chopping each other, all this crazy shit. Jericho misses the Judas effect, but Paul Turner gets rocked. Double clothesline, both men go down. 2.0 throw the belt (laughs) in the ring for Jericho, but Danielson is slow to his feet. Garcia runs down and grabs the belt from Jericho. He goes nose to nose with him. Brian hits Jericho with the fl- with the running knee. Garcia then hits Danielson with the title. And then Danielson is completely out. Jericho covers him and the ref counts. One, two, three. The winner is still Ring of Honor champion, Chris Jericho. And here's the thing. When I saw Garcia run down to the ring, my wrestling analyst Sixth Sense told me that he was going to turn on Jericho.
2: Your sense?
1: Yes, with my highly evolved wrestling brain, am I never any quest understanding understand the inner workings of the modern wrestling mind? I had a feeling that was going to happen, and but really, Yes. I didn't see it coming.
2: Well, here's the I'm thing: just shocked, really.
1: Here's they know. Once Brian hit the knee on Jericho, I thought, "Oh, I guess he's not turning on him." Holy shit, he is! So I had the idea, then I lost it briefly, then it came back because. I when, as soon as I saw Dan, once I saw Danielson hit Jericho with the knee, I figured, well, I guess he's gonna sit there and let Brian pin him. I thought that was gonna be something where they're staring nose to nose. Daniel Brian tries to move a little forward, and then Garcia hits him with the belt. I didn't know that Danielson was gonna take out Jericho, so that was a good swerve. I like that they they had you thinking, and they swerved you, and they swerved you again. So I like that and then of course after that JAS all hug and celebrate in the ring the BCC come out looking none too pleased they surround the ring as the JAS bails while the BCC check on Danielson and of course um you know Jericho's the ring of honor world champion um Garcia is the pure champion. It's ironic that in addition to William Regal, they had Claudio, the former world champion, and Wheeler, the former pure champion, come out. So I don't know if there's going to be rematches in their future or if they just came out to check on Danielson. Or maybe at some point you might see a tag match with Jericho and Garcia versus Claudio and Wheeler.
2: Well, I'm not doing the writing. You're not doing the writing. None of us are doing the writing. Like I said a million times during the show, only time can tell or we see what happens.
1: Stop me when I lie, bro. So anyway, we cut. We go to the back. We see Renee with Nyla Rose, Marina Schaefer, and Vicky Guerrero. And I think they're calling themselves Vicious Vixens or some bullshit like that. Um, <clears throat> they want R- Nyla, Nyla to be referred to as the TBS champion, even though... She is not the champion. She just stole the belt. But she says possession is nine tenths of the law. And Anna J.S. walks up and challenges her for that belt on Rampage.
2: Did she beat the shit out of Jay Cargill and take the belt from her or Jay Cargill hurt?
1: No, I don't think Jay Cargill was injured. We would know about it. They would announce something. I think Nyla just knocked her out and took the belt. I'm pretty sure Jade is going to interfere in that match just to get her belt back. Because. They said Nyla Rose stole the belt, but Jade is still the TBS champion. And
2: after all this time, you still don't like Nyla Rose, do you?
1: No, not at all. She has no personality. I've yet to see her have a good match with anybody. She's got Vicky as a manager, but Vicky's not much help. And Marina Schaefer doesn't have much of a personality either. So this is literally just... Pointless. Pointless. This is a stupid feud. It's pointless. And Nyla even was like, you know... Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Jesus Christ. Could you be any more fucking unoriginal? I mean, seriously. How many many fucking heels I have heard in, like, the fucking 70s or 80s say this shit? I know some of you are thinking, Vinny, you can't be that old. I'm not, but I have watched wrestling from the 70s and the 80s. And... Repeat the saying one more time. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Oh, my God. uh, You know how many fucking heels have fucking said that? Too many. Too many. Jesus Christ. Many. And why are we even got- doing this whole thing with people stealing belts? What is the point of that? It's me. It's a stupid feud. It's stupid. It's pointless. It's dumb. It. It's just get it. It's ridiculous. The whole segment was a waste of goddamn time. I'm getting a headache just fucking thinking about it. And on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action. We got Jamie Hader and Dr. Britt Baker. Versus Akarushita and that ass Tony Storm. Stellar fucking match, was it not? Oh, it was great. It was fucking fantastic. These were women we beat the shit out
2: of each other. That Japanese take, she impressed the shit out of me. She did. She knows she's Japanese, but uh, I've seen her perform in the race. I want, she might be one of very few Japanese people that I like. But was, of course, that ass Tony Storm. Whoop, that's his user, Britt Baker Jamie Hayden. They worked pretty good together for a second there. I so, thought uh, Britt Baker was going to win. But they didn't see the H. Baker with the Falcon Enter and Jackson's one, two, three. But these gentlemen, yeah, gentlemen, these ladies beat the live shit out of each other. I repeat, I was like, He getting off the top rope. There was somewhat some ecology, some but this was a good, brutal fucking
1: match. It should was then
2: also should have been the main event, but no, no,
1: this should not have been the main event. Let's not, not go that far. I, I know we're mad at the main event, but let's not take it to a new heights. And, but I will say this. Hikaru Shida is one of the few Japanese wrestlers that I enjoy because she can work, she knows when, she knows how to place her spots, and she can speak fucking English. So <laughs> that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to know. That's good enough for me. So either way, great tag match. Good on everybody involved. Um, And, of course, what I found the most interesting is... It looked like Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker seemed to work well in this match. Did you notice any dissension between them?
2: No. They got along perfectly. Like, nothing never happened between those two, which was odd. That's when she mentioned it. I remember that. Yeah. Oh. I oh. had to think for a second there. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah well, they worked their shit out. Yeah. Beat, a.k.a. professional. Yes.
1: Post-match, both women shake hands. And the commentators run down the Rampage card, including Mox and Claudio versus the Butcher and the Blade. We cut to a promo with Butcher and the Blade hyping up the match. Why? I don't know. The fuck? Why is the AEW World Champion in a tag match that means nothing? Money? I don't know. That's fucking dumb.
2: On oh, Rampage, it is. It should be on uh, next Tuesday. No, never mind. I don't know why they're doing this.
1: Hey, I'm glad they're putting it on Rampage. We don't have to fucking watch it. Uh, But anyway, on that note... <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, Jesus. The God. main event of the evening... For the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Pac, defends the title against Orange Cassidy. Nope, I retire. I quit. You nope. quit?
2: No, I don't quit. I saw this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I paused it, and I punched my pillow a couple times. I punched You know, I, mean, I, I laid back down on my bed. I was thinking, I was like, uh-oh. I was like, I was like, I bet Vitty, when he first saw this, was ready to throw things. This was fucking stupid. This was pointless. Basically, eight times out of the damn fucking match, Pac dominated. And all of a sudden, all his pockets, Tony's little fucking lapdog, dog, whatever he is to you, won. But think about this in the process. At least that title he has is
1: a paperweight.
2: Maybe you can look at the positive of it, but I highly doubt it. I really, really do, there, folks. Manny, are you that upset? Can I usually say what I usually say when you're upset?
1: Normally I would, but I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. This was this, no. This was the other shit. thing I say. No, 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 it's okay. This is this. This was shit on so Fair many enough. levels. It was goddamn ridiculous. Pac now officially has been buried. I consider this a burial for Pac. He's going to go into a corner with Lucha Brothers and go do trio shit while Tony's little dog Pockets runs around with his new with his new favorite toy, Chew Toy. And that's all this title is, is a Chew Toy. The fact that you had this as a main event is an insult to guys like Jericho and Danielson. It, it's an embarrassment to wrestling. It's an embarrassment to the business. And it's a clear-cut sign that AEW is on a massive fucking decline. This shows that Tony Khan is slowly but surely descending into madness. He is not in control of his product. His booking has gone off the fucking rails. And at some point, he's going to have to go focus on the Jaguars and get somebody who knows how to book properly and put them in charge. But preferably someone who's not an active wrestler on the roster. so They won't book themselves to do every fucking thing. But I, I can't deal with this. I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I I no. Get your ass back here,
2: Benny. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Get your ass back here. I have to do it. You have to do it. Quitter, sinner, whiner. You shack. Anybody there? Hello. hello.
1: Hello. Yes. Yes. Dan in here. Very nice. Very evil. Very famous very elite uh very sleepy yes um very sleepy Kids phrase kiss phrase uh dan, sorry dan Housen saw an empty chair thought they uh come sit down and uh see what is here um i believe when i was coming in i heard the uh is, is he gingerbread housing. is he in the, Is he here gingerbread housing.
2: hi dan Housen. how
1: are you uh yes uh dan Housen is uh doing well yes uh are you are you having a, a good time on the uh on the boots cast Housen?
2: After we talk about the, everything was fine until we talked about the main event.
1: Ah uh, yes, uh Dan Housen was there uh for the main event. I uh, I saw that. I uh how you feeling? Uh yes, uh Pac was uh uh going to grab the hammers and was going to uh uh crush the uh the or- the, uh, the the orange Cassidy, the Cassidy Housing, the orange housing and uh uh, Dan Housen did not think that was acceptable I do not we do, do not allow cheaters in wrestling, I don't allow cheating therefore it was time for Pac to be cursed and I I, I go to curse uh the Pac, but he met but before I could completely curse he uh <coughs> he put his hands on Danhausen. uh Danhausen is uh not none too pleased with this decision so uh uh the Pac, he is um I don't like to say uh he is the uh he is the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, fatherless douche yes um I believe that's what he calls himself. Um, he he is a he is a douchebag whose parents never got married. Uh, they, they never tied the knots. Uh, they, they never walked down the aisles. They did not have any any wedding cakes, any wedding soups, any wedding ice creams. So, uh, I so um, and which is why they're probably forever. But either way, even though his parents were never married, I wish uh, both of them forever be cursed. they will forever be cursed for bringing this bringing this they brought him into the world therefore they be cursed you tell that that, house is not happy I can see
2: that that house is not happy none of us are happy about this mean Hello.
1: although I, I have to admit, uh, I I am friends with the uh, the Orange Hausen, so I am I am kind of happy that he is the uh All Atlantic champion. So I, I guess I'm the only I, I assume I'm the only one here that uh is happy about this. Although I'm sure the uh I'm sure if the uh the Dagenhausen was here, he'd probably be singing the praises as well. Um yes. Uh, I don't know how the Elvishausen would react. He, he'd kind of be 50-50, uh, because there was a time where he liked the Orange Orangehausen. Now he's not so sure about the Orange Orangehausen, so he's kind of the 50-50. Um, I know the, uh, the, the Gatorhausen, uh, he, he would be none too pleased about this. Although, uh, I have heard that the Gatorhausen has, uh, no showed some boot cast tapings, which is why he is cursed! Danhausen may or may not have broken fourth wall on that one. So, but anyway, uh, Danhausen's still here, uh, enjoying enjoyed the main events. So, um, uh, either way, so uh, well, the bootshausen did not seem happy when he when he walked out the doors. Uh, does that mean, um, uh, gingerbreadhausen will you be will you be wrapping up these shows or do I need to go get him?
2: I can't deal with Adam. Go get his ass. I had to sit through it too. I don't want to hear it.
1: Okay, uh, go. Uh, yes, uh, uh Boothausen, you need to come back and do your jobs. Uh, the Gingerbreadhausen is dependent on you to wrap up the show. Uh, he says, he says without you, he cannot do the job. Um, it, which is kind of weird. He, he, he's, he's pretty much, you're pretty much, uh, he's pretty much a dependent on your taxes. Yes, uh, I assume. So, you need to get in here and finish your show or you will be cursed. I give a fuck about being cursed. No swears, no swears. Dan Housen does not allow swears. It's my fucking show. I'll swear if I want to. Get your ass back in that Dan, chair. Danhausen cannot really argue with that logic. Uh, so uh, Danhausen will uh will will now uh leave. Uh Buchhausen seems to be coming over. He does not seem to be happy. So uh um, I'd like to say uh Gingerbread Housen, <coughs> you, you have a uh, wonderful day, and may your enemies forever be cursed. Thank you very much. I'm the only person yes. that did not get cursed. Yay! Yes, uh till next time. Uh thank you for supporting Danhausen. I really got to come back and fucking do this. Seriously? If yes,
2: you do. I yes. this is some bullshit, man.
1: Yes. This is bullshit. All right. Don't make me hang up on you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Fuck. All you right. don't want to do this. I'll hang up right now. I'll go make some meat and go lay There's, down. There, yeah. Can we just wrap up the show, please? Can we, can we do that? Would you stop fucking leaving the show? All right. I'm not leaving. I'm here, aren't I?
2: Like P. Floyd said, sit down and deal with it.
1: What I'm doing, I came back, didn't I? Did I not come back?
2: Yeah, you're the one who keeps on
1: talking. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. We're on a podcast. They can't see my fucking face, Zach. I kind of had no choice that's but a good to talk. Thing. You break the camera. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, close it up. All right, Ellie's gonna wrap up this recap of AEW. Zach, as always, I think you are taking time out of to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
2: Absolutely, and that's and and I might actually I don't know be there. You never know, folks.
1: I won't have. I won't be able to leave next week because Zach will be in the studio as we're going to be doing recaps of NXT and AEW. Because um, so no we're, we're going to be both on at the same time. And I don't know if we're, we might we might do two separate tracks. We might put it all on one track. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Uh, but it's going to be fun. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, in between time, make sure you guys follow the Booch Cast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast and iHeartRadio. heart radio and I heart radio Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Check out our video of the male soap opera moment where Wentz and I gave our predictions for Extreme Rules. We have our recap of Extreme Rules coming soon once Wentz and I can find time to record. Um, Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And of course, be sure to Hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh Tomorrow, we will be dropping the episode of, ironically, with Gator Ricky Ross on it, where we talk about Blood & Wire, Onita's FMW. That's right. We review the Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. That's going to drop tomorrow at 3 p.m. So that's uh, Thursday, 3 p.m. At the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be that afternoon, so make sure you guys, um, go check that out on the YouTube channel. The Chris Canyon video's already out. Check that out if you haven't seen it already, and of course, in the next couple weeks, you will be seeing, um, Johnny Canine, Luna Vashon, and XPW, and we still gotta get the steroid trials filmed, and, uh, the goal is to get that done on Sunday. We'll fucking see. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Um... Make sure you guys are also following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. That's right, we're going to be live on Survivor Series at 8pm for the debut of the World Games on the main roster. So make sure you're joining us on Twitch for this for this uh, kick-ass show. Also, we got our D&D show coming soon, our Bootcast booking battle, and another special project that we're working on. And once it's ready, you guys are going to love it. So be on the lookout for that as well. And of course you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a support of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Our first level is 99 cents $1 per month. That's for people who uh, don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game and help us out. The second level you can donate at is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock so don't give them Money, give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you donate at which is for a mere $9.99 $10 <coughs> same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States ever since I sold it to the peacock guy I would have put that $9.99 so dollars 99 bring it over here we got better content than the network and unlike all elite wrestling we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, this part is, all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, not Gator, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support <laughs> is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over. When it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles, because he's a growing boy. He needs to grow up to be uh, big and strong, like Seamus, and try to get him laid. (laughs) Dear God, it'll be a miracle if we get it done. And Until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, say keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. talk to you guys next time. Until then, Pizza Daddy. baby. Well I see by the clock on a wall that
0: it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm.
1: Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. Bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.